How to Use Coaching Effectively by Being Coachable on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 26. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And we welcome you guys out to today's episode. Levi, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Ryan. How about you? Having a great day. Ready to rock and roll with you here. It's yeah, we fun. had a, a great business training going on earlier today and uh, able to add some good value and got some good takeaways from it. Yeah. So now we're just going to continue that conversation. And actually, the topic of today's episode came up in this morning's training. Yes, it so, did. So who would have thunk, right? It's the, you know, what we want to, oh, well, before we dive in, we should remind our viewers about. Oh, yes. Yes, we should. And what we are going to remind you guys about is to jump onto our website at championhustle.com and get your free seven-day Champion Hustle Quick Start Boot Camp to help you get going and get focused, laser-focused in your business. So head over to the website and get, get that checked out and get signed up, and that'll start coming to your email on a daily basis. Because, you know, the year's almost over. And That's long, right. sometimes people think, hey, new year, new opportunities, new ventures. Um, I would say every day is a, is a day for a new opportunity, a new venture. But a lot of people have the habit of doing New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals or whatever. And so uh, what better time than now to make that shift and push yourself a little bit further? Well, you know, get get uh, get things to the next level there. Yeah, that, uh, you know, you and I have had this conversation before where we've talked about New Year's resolutions and always postponing to a specific day and time, like planning something in the future, uh, you know, it, it can work, but it's not my favorite thing to do because uh, it's constant procrastination when you're like, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy on Monday. Well, <laughs> then Monday comes and well, maybe next Monday, right? Yeah. <laughs> but instead, what if we took that and flipped <laughs> this? This is one thing that I love. We're going to flip one letter in that and we're going to call it a now year's resolution. So here, Ryan and I, Champion Hustle, what we believe in is taking action now and yeah. having now year's resolution and just getting to work. So there's no better time right now to start preparing for 2021 than to get in your business and start planning and taking action now so that you're ready hitting the ground running in 2021. Amen, my brother. I love it. Yeah, now year's resolutions. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to correct people when I hear them say, "I'm making New Year's resolutions." I'm going to be that jerk that says, "Uh, don't you mean now year's resolutions?" Cuz yep. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> okay. I'll send you your uh, your royalty check on that one. <laughs> so, the uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, you know, coachability, right? Which is one of those attributes that really really does separate the stagnant from the successful. I mean, there's, there's a lot of attributes that are very important in business, but coachability is one that, uh, I mean, as you know, over the years going through different businesses, I've really noticed that those people, uh, you know, that I admire and, and look up to and respect who have, have really done some incredible things in the business world, coachability is one of those common themes that they all have. They are all, they recognize what they've accomplished but they are constantly in that state of saying, you know what, there's more for me to learn. 
You can add value to what I'm doing. I, I value your input, right? And um, yeah, coachability is, and it's hard for some people. Some personality types that are more of the know-it-all or the, I don't know, sometimes when people start having more success, start making more money, it gets to their head, right? They get a little bit more of an ego and um, we are not about that at all. That's not, uh, doesn't have to be that way. So coachability is super, super valuable. So yeah, should we should we just jump right into this, Ryan? Let's do it. So the the first thing that I want to mention is it it's all about progress. So as you are focused on being coachable, you are focused on where can I make progress, and mm-hmm. and I really see those two things as synonymous. If you are coachable, you are open to a constant growth mindset, a, a constant state of progression, and you want to better yourself, better your business, and provide better services, products for the people that you're serving as well. And so if you look at that and, and you get stuck in a mindset where, um, you know, we've had a, a mentor, Rob Sperry, and he actually says, don't be a broke know-it-all. Yeah. So. When, when you think you know everything and you stop being coachable, that is also when you stop progressing. And you can be a broke know-it-all by doing that. <laughs> I've, I've experienced this firsthand. <laughs> I, w- I want to know everything, and I get stuck in a, a place of analysis paralysis. Yeah. But yeah. you got to break out of that. The analysis, oh, the analysis paralysis. You know, one of the things that... Um, that I think is is important is is that you got to check your ego, right? You got to check your ego at the door when you when you walk in, because whether you're dealing and, and you know this applies to your interactions maybe with your employees, with vendors, uh, with partners, with uh, maybe a coach or a mentor. It really could be anybody. Um, it could even be one of your customers, because if you think, oh, I know better than my customer. Um, Who's the one paying you? <laughs> it's your customer. So listen to them, right? And and that principle of just saying, you know what? Check your ego at the door. Um, having that that mindset of saying, it's, it's like a balance, right? It's a balance between having confidence in yourself and in your abilities and your, in spirit, in your experience, in your track record of success that you've created versus coachability. So there, there's a constant play back and forth. But as long as you check your ego, which is more of an external thing of, oh, I'm superior, I'm better, I know more, um, you're able to maintain that confidence while still having coachability. But uh, so, yeah, ego, goodbye. Yeah, ego is kind of a funny thing because, uh, (laughs) you know, a lot of you probably heard this this phrase before. You fall flat on your face, like literally. Um, You trip, you fall, and everybody's okay Um, nobody got injured but you stand up and they say are you okay is anything hurt and what's the words that come out of your mouth Ryan what would you say my ego is hurt just my pride yeah (laughs) right so so that phrase when did we become more afraid of hurting our feelings or hurting our perception of ourselves the way others perceive us more than actually falling flat on our face. Yeah. Like legit face plant on the ground. <laughs> Broken so, nose. <laughs> so, 
So that, that's just one of those things where we've got to check that ego. Um, another huge one is as we get going, especially when we're going into coaching sessions or mentorship and somebody's taking time out of their day or even we're paying somebody to take time out of their day to help us get focused on our business, you got to show up prepared. Yeah. Have everything in a row because you don't want to be wasting time looking for things. You don't want to be wasting time uh, going over things that if you would have been prepared, you could have been much more effective and efficient in your the, the time that you get, the limited time that you get with your coaches or mentors to actually push things forward on the things that matter. Yeah. Well, and and I think when you are prepared, it's a sign of respect, right? For whoever it is that you're talking to or working with, that, hey, I value your time. I appreciate, even if you're paying them, right? Even if it's somebody who you're paying for them to give you uh, advice or feedback, it's uh, it's a sign of respect to show that you you come ready to, to take action and to make things happen. One it, of the... It, oh, sorry. <laughs> it def- oh. One, one last point on that. Yeah. It is a sign of respect to the people that you're meeting with but it's also a sign of respect to yourself so that you can have the the coaching and the focus and the progress that you're looking for by being prepared just for yourself even. So it's about respecting other people, but really respecting yourself too. Yeah. Well, and you know, to go back to the, uh, the infamous M word that we keep bringing up on this show <laughs> mindset is if you're going to develop a mindset of growth in your business and for yourself personally, you've got to be open to being coachable and to requesting feedback because that mindset is what is going to allow you and encourage you to ask for feedback from other people. And so one thing that would be, you know, a question that I would ask our, our listeners, our viewers is, when was the last time you asked for feedback? Like genuinely asked for feedback. We see that, you know, if you go to a restaurant, they have like the comment cards or whatever, you know, where you can tell them how your experience was or, or you know, things like that. But when did you truly ask for feedback? When did you, when's the last time that you called one of your clients and said, hey, can I talk to you for five minutes about how your experience was working with us? What were some of the, fa- what were some of your favorite things about uh, working with our, you know, our organization or our company? Okay, what are some of the things that we could have improved? What were some of our shortcomings? What would you have preferred would have happened? How could we have done things better? Um, you know, in my prior company with the, with the video production, that was something I did a lot because it was, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of other production houses in this area and they were vying for those relationships with my clients. And so, um, and they knew it. They knew it. I regularly, I didn't have like an official like feedback thing. I would just call them or, you know, when I would go in to drop off a hard drive or the files or whatever, I'd just say, hey, you know, how, how, do, you think, how do you think things went on this last project? What can we improve? We really want to create a positive experience for you and your team. Maybe we could do this different next time. Or what about that? And, you know, I'm telling you, those types of, of um, that approach of asking for honest, completely, you know, soliciting feedback and then truly listening. And then once you get the feedback saying, you know what, next time we're going to do something different. Um, I, I, I credit that to developing some phenomenal relationships with my, my clients in my prior company. Now that was that, that type of business was, um, 
you know, it's advantageous to have a long-term ongoing because we continue to do project after project after project. But even if your business type is not one where you're necessarily going to have that continual repeat revenue from the same customer, you could still, you know, have that conversation so that you're more prepared when that next customer comes along. It's just the principle of it um, is very, very powerful. And whether it's a repeat customer or a new customer, they'll be able to tell that you're truly invested in their customer experience and, and it will show. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, feedback, positive feedback is always easy to take. Oh, yeah. But, but to go and actually ask for negative feedback, like, hey, what could I improve? And, and maybe I shouldn't say it that way. It's not negative feedback. It's um, constructive criticism. The, the idea is to understand where the holes and weaknesses are so that you can improve on them. It's all about continual growth. And the, the next step is once you've asked the hard questions and, and taken, you know, sometimes your bitter pills when uh, maybe things didn't go so well with a customer or a project, um, getting that feedback is jumping into the next step of seeking to understand the feedback. Now, a lot of times what people say and how people say it are two different things. If somebody is upset, they're going to say something maybe in an angry tone. And the the first, um, I guess the first response, the natural response to that is to, you know, put up your defenses, put up your wall and be like, hey, whoa, and then to start defending yourself. No, just because somebody's saying something in an angry tone does not mean that you have to accept the angry tone but seek to understand what they are trying to tell you, what they would like to be better. And, you know, all feedback is not created equal, so you also have to kind of sift through that and and really understand what that means for you and your brand and what you're going to take and put into practice. But uh, the idea, though, is to study it out. Study the feedback and really come up with a plan of what that means for you and your business. Yeah. Well, and you kind of sometimes, you know, depending on the feedback and how it's solicited, sometimes things you, you do need to take it with a grain of salt. Right. We uh, you know, me and my stories. I got another story for you. Bring so, it on. <laughs> bring out the popcorn, kids. No, we um, I mean, you, you know about the uh, the annual retreat, the events that we've put on in the past. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the one this year, unfortunately, we had to cancel because of uh, the pandemic. But, uh, you know, in years past, We've uh, you know, put together these fairly large uh, destination event, event uh, kind of training, business training and party uh, destination events. And we always ask at the end for, uh, for actually written feedback. Uh, before, right before the event closes, we, we hand out for written feedback from the participants. And it goes through all of the aspects. And it only takes you know, two or three minutes for them to fill out. It's not hard. But uh, all the different uh, kind of aspects, you know, as far as lodging and food and activities and training and, and you know, even pricing, right? It was, it was the pricing. How did you feel about the pricing for the event? All those things. And they would rate it and then provide in written feedback. And so um, in doing that, we were able to see year over year what things we were doing really well. Like, I mean, we knew, okay, you know what, this thing maybe didn't go so well, but these other things went phenomenal. So it was interesting to be able to compare and contrast our our perception as the event organizers with the attendees' perception. 
And one of the questions was, is this your first year attending or have you attended multiple times, right? And so um, by doing that, we were able to kind of segment those those feedbacks and see, okay, these are people who have come for several years and have had a you know, different experience every year. These are people who it's their first time and they don't know any different, right? Um, and so it's just, but I remember in getting those feedbacks, we would go through and it would be, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of just five star, five star, five star. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then we'd get one person who had all these complaints. And so that's where you kind of have to, you know, into what you were saying, you kind of have to sometimes take things with a grain of salt. And, and, and now these were anonymous. Some of them we could figure out we knew who they were because <laughs> they were just the people who, some people are never going to be happy. It's like, here, take your money back. Don't bother me again. We don't, we don't need you here, right? We don't need your negativity. Um, some people are just a sourpuss and they're, regardless of what happens, they're always going to be a victim and they're going to be complaining and there's just, everything always goes wrong in their life. We don't need those people. But it is valuable to be able to to have that even when, because there was some of the feedback that we received and, and we went through it with the, uh, you know, the team that helped us organize the event. And everyone was like, uh, that never happened. This person's smoking something, right? So even when you disagree with the feedback, because that person, for whatever, had some misconception about what was going on, it's still valuable to be aware of it and to know. So it's... Um, but you do have to be in the right mindset so you don't get upset <laughs> when people tell it's, you. It's all back to that, check your ego at the door. Yep, exactly. So we just laughed about it and said, okay, well, if this actually were to happen, how would we handle it? And so then we actually were better prepared in the future to say, you know what, even though this didn't happen, um, if it does happen in the future, we'll know how to address it because we've already received a <laughs> a ghost complaint about something that didn't happen. But uh, so you just have to laugh. But it's, it's still valuable, still very valuable. What's next? Ah, oh, the next one. Um, so th- this one seems like kind of an obvious one, but it's, it's not always intuitive. You've got to be willing to learn from people that have more experience than you. The people that are actually out doing something and they're, they're helping you from their experience. You know, we've, we've talked about wisdom comes from experience right? Yeah. You can know the answers, but are you wise? Well, the, the experienced people have more wisdom. And so that's really what you're trying to learn from them is the wisdom so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that they made. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in, in, in doing that, you know, as you're looking and leveraging, right, there's because there's two ways to learn. You can learn from your own mistakes or from the mistakes of others. It's important to be respectful of your coach and look and say, okay, the person, whoever it is that's supporting you, that's guiding you, what is their purpose or goal? What is it they're trying to accomplish? You know, even when they tell you those things that hurt, that sting because they're true, or even if they're not true, if they hurt your feelings or they offend you, um, like you mentioned before, Levi, don't get defensive. That is our natural knee-jerk gut reaction is to get defensive, put up walls. Oh, no, that's not true. You're this and this and this. Just accept it, <laughs> accept it and say, okay, even if you don't think it's true, how do you recommend I change? What do you recommend I implement? What can we do to eliminate this, this uh, roadblock or this barrier to what we are trying to accomplish together in this business? So can't, can't get, can't get uh, defensive. Sometimes one of the hardest things 
is to accept the feedback with gratitude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> but genuinely, not like cynically or right sarcastically. Truly accept the feedback with gratitude and take it to heart. Take it to heart and thank them and, and then figure out how you can implement that into what you're doing. Yeah, the, uh, that, that gratitude aspect is huge because it's all about your frame of mind. When, when somebody says something and you, even, even if you don't outwardly act defensive, but in your mind you're thinking, that's BS, I'm, I'm not going to take this, I'm not going to listen to this, and, and you have a negative mindset surrounding that, you didn't benefit, you didn't profit from it, nothing improved. Yeah. So instead, even, even if it's terrible feedback, thank the person with gratitude genuinely and then take the pieces that make sense for you and leave the rest. Yeah. Like I said, not all feedback is created equally. So, and sometimes feedback is um, back to the how people say it versus what they say. Sometimes it's presented poorly or I, I shouldn't even say good or bad. It's, it's presented ineffectively for right. you. And when, it, when information is presented in an ineffective manner, it's harder for you to accept it unless you are open, you've checked your ego at the door, and you're accepting it with gratitude. So that's the trifecta right there. Yeah. Well, the, the thing <laughs> is, is re really, communication is hard. Communication can be very complicated. We all think differently. We all act differently. Our brains work differently, right? And so when we are limiting ourselves to simply using our filter or our lens in interpreting what everyone else tells us, we're really limiting ourselves in what we can, the information that we can receive and that we can understand and the, the efficacy of the communication that we have with other people. Once we take it upon ourselves and say, you know what? Um, I am really going to try hard to understand what is it that these other people are trying to say? How are they trying to say it? And stretching ourselves because the other person's not going to do it. To them, it makes sense. It's going through their filter. So for them, it's 100% makes sense. Um, the fact that it's not registering in your mind is, I don't know if it's your fault or their fault. I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's simply the complexities of communication. But and when experience. We, and Past ex experience. Yeah. But when we take it upon ourselves to say, you know what? I'm going to try to just push a little bit, a little extra mile um, to really understand and grasp I'm sure, I'm sure you've had experiences with people who are excellent communicators and you have a conversation with them and you talk with them and you're like, this person, and it's not just with you, it's with everybody. You're like, how is it that this person is so able to connect so well, communicate so genuinely, effectively, and with everybody? It's because they practice. <laughs> it's a learned skill. It's a learned ability. And it's one that, um, you know, and, and coachability definitely plays into that. And humility, but it's one that if if we truly focus on it and dedicate, it will obviously benefit us in business, but even more so just in general in life. It's a skill set that is invaluable. Yeah, it, it definitely is, and that coachability, accepting that feedback, that's where it ends, right? We d we get the feedback and we're done. Um, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. So, so the next step is to review your review your feedback and if you review that feedback within a week that's great 
if you review that feedback within a day, it's even better. And let's take it to the next level. If you will review that feedback every single day for the next week, that's when you're really looking at putting that into practice. And, yeah. and the idea is you're going to take that feedback, you're going to study it, you're going to review it, and then it's time, it's champion action time. You know, yep. we, we talk about this in our seven-day boot camp is nothing happens until you get to work. So it's, it's time to put it into action. You know what feedback you want to do. You come up with a plan to put that into action, and then you're going to go do it. And then, and then it ends. And then it ends. No, it doesn't end. How dare <laughs> it you? Does, it doesn't even end there. No, because once you create the action plan and you implement the action plan, you remember how we talk about feedback this mm-hmm. whole episode? You need to request feedback from yourself. <laughs> you need to evaluate those results, right? You need to be self-critical or self-analytical, maybe to say another way, and evaluate your results. Okay. This is what I thought. This is what I did. These were the results I achieved. And then are you ever going to get it right on the very first try? I don't think so. No, nope. <laughs> unless you're really, really lucky or something. No, because then you'll say, okay, so we got pretty close. We got, you know, ABC, those things lined up how we wanted, but we got all these other things that not quite the outcome we were hoping for. So then you adjust, you adjust, and then you do it again. And then you evaluate. So you're constantly, it's, you know, it's like a constantly repeating cycle that you're going through of, you know, identifying, receiving the feedback, evaluating, creating an action plan, implementing the plan, and then evaluating the results, making minor shifts and tweaks and doing it again. So now I have got a story about this. Ooh, ooh, a Levi story. <laughs> this could be good. So, so recently and, you know, very recently, so I've, I've been, you know, learning a lot more about paid advertising, especially on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in this process, we're learning about ad optimization and improving performance. It took me 40, four zero, 40 tests of this ad to get it up to the, the metrics that I was shooting for. And twice during this process, I mean, this has been like a four month process, trying okay. to work on this, learning, uh, improving these skills and 40 tests later, I finally got it. And, and I got to tell you that feeling was amazing. I, I was like doing my little happy dance, <laughs> but twice during that process, I wanted to completely scrap the ad and start over. So it, it goes into, it's that review. You, you got to know what your feedback metrics are. Like what are the important metrics to you? put it into practice, evaluate, and just keep going in that cycle. And when you are committed, consistent, persistent, and creative, you will be successful in that endeavor. It, it may not be in the time frame that you think it should be. I was trying to get this done in a month, but over time, by sticking with it, having tenacity, I was able to actually achieve the result that I was looking for. And it's all about results. We're, we're going for specific results. Well, I like that. And I think, I think that's a great way to wrap up our, our episode today. Because what you just shared <laughs> ties into what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Don't know if you planned that. 
We'll give you credit. Uh, we'll say you did that, plan that. That was not actually planned. I, I don't don't give me that much credit for <laughs> being able to plan that far in advance. But it was just something that as as we were talking, that that just hit me that yeah it it's there and and hopefully that can be an inspiration to you and your business as you're trying to move that forward. Well, and and that's you know thank you for for sharing that story in forty. Hey man, forty iterations. It's less than fifty. It is, and See? it's less than two thousand, like Edison. Yeah, exactly. So you're 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 doing you're doing just fine. You know, next week, uh, guys, we're going to be taking you through how to develop good habits, and um, you know, tenacity. A bunch of the ones that you mentioned uh, just a minute ago. Those are habits that will be very well to serve you in your business. So we hope you join us next week for that to uh, to dive into that developing good habits in your business and in life. And in the meantime, go to championhustle.com, check out our seven-day uh, boot camp that we have available for you. Simply sign up there. It's absolutely free and get things going on your business for your now year's resolutions. And until then, we will wish you guys a wonderful week. We'll see you soon. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.